Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group, and our guest today is Amy Whited, the founder of Pink Granite. Pink Granite is a podcast that focuses on raising the voices of women in politics and, pol- and policy um, and focus on the Texas market at the state level and also local. Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I know it's been, uh, it's been an interesting month. I'm glad we could uh, align our schedules. So I want, let's get to it. What is, you know, I, I gave a review of Pink Granite is, but we can get to the why of Pink Granite. Sure. Um, well, thank you so much for having me. It's strange to be on the guest side of it. So I'm, I'm having fun thinking through, you know, how, you know, I'm normally on the flip side. So uh, Pink Granite started in 2017 and it was really just me and my laptop at the time. Uh, I work, as you said, at the Texas uh, Capitol for, so I do all state level lobbying. Um, I don't really do anything at the local or the national level, but the state legislative session had just ended. And um, it was my first session in Texas. I had recently moved to the state from North Carolina and I had learned so much that first session by way of, you know, content and uh, Texas issues, but also had built some great relationships around the capital just in that first year. So being new to the state and, you know, we know that politics can sometimes be competitive and contentious at times. Um, and it can be hard to come in. Yeah, it was a little understatement, and especially in 2021. But um, it can be tough, you know, sometimes to, you know, it can be tough to meet the right people coming into any new city. And then you put yourself in, you know, the political profession and looking to meet folks. It can be tough to find your place. And so, you know, at the time, it was just very striking to me. Um, the enthusiasm that I found from other women who were willing to help me, you know, find that place and that were so supportive of, um, you know, giving me the backstories on the politics at the time as a new person, you know, coming into Austin and listening to me as I debated with myself, you know, what job I should take or where I should, you know, apply to and just giving me, you know, really great advice on who else to talk to. And it never really felt overly competitive, um, even though a lot of these women were people that I just, I cold called, I emailed them. I didn't know them. I just said, hey, you know, I worked in healthcare and you do too, and, and I need some advice. I wasn't calling asking them for jobs, but I was asking for some guidance and, you know, that takes time. And so I was so appreciative of um, the women that, that helped me especially because I was so incredibly shameless in my approach to networking coming into Austin. Um, And, you know, it just kind of all culminated into this idea that, you know, women are amazing networkers. Um, I think the women that I've come to know and trust around the Texas Capitol uh, all understand that you never know where you're going to be next. So even though this is a competitive environment, you know, you never know who you're going to be working for or what side of an issue you might be on next. And you need to have relationships, even when that's with the new person in town, um, because it widens your circle and uh, it makes you better at your job. And, um, you know, when you're in it, you know that it's also, you know, it's, it's a fun job when you care about it and it's an important job. And so, you know, all of these things melding together, you know, I finished the legislative session And then I started getting phone calls from colleagues who had friends who were moving into Texas, or maybe they were following a spouse for their job or something, and they were right where I was. And they didn't know how to get started. Um, 
and they didn't know who to talk to, or in some situations they were even looking to like make career changes or something like that. So they were really, really fresh. And so suddenly I was being asked for advice and, you know, I took as many of those lunches and coffee meetings as I could. And the more and more I talked and it just happened to be that it was with other women. And the more I talked to them, the more I just realized that there isn't a lot of kind of publicly available information uh, about working in the, in the capital or, um, you know, how to build the career that you want in, in politics for women. And there's so many news sources. I mean, there's everybody out there that's the breaking news and journal and I'm, you know, we're not really trying to, to be like the number one news source by any means of the capital. What we're really trying to do is tell the stories of the women that we know are already in the capital doing the work or, you know, even in political, you know, campaign world, those types of things working outside of the capital that are doing the work um, and, and have built these careers and have helped each other, you know, have brought other women up along beside them and, you know, tell their stories and get their advice from someone that you may not otherwise really have the opportunity to sit down with or may not be, you know, willing to, to call up out of the blue or have a connection to, um, to get that, that lunch meeting. So, you know, we're just trying to create that, that resource um, out in the open. We do it in a bipartisan way. Um, something we've also learned is that a lot of the women that have found our uh, website and our pod, which is now, you know, very heavily podcast based, um, some of them are, are fresh out of um, school or internships and very fairly so don't know what they think about a lot of issues. They aren't tied to one party or the other, or they feel very understandably like, you know, they are somewhere in the middle, <laughs> you know, they don't feel this loyalty. And so I think we also create a very nice safe space for those women that are somewhere in the middle too, because we're not tying them to a Republican women's club or a democratic women's club as the sole source to get their information. Um, we do try to represent, you know, our, our podcast episodes are very, um, we feature women that are candidates and we feature women that are clearly, you know, defined in one, in one party or the other. Um, but we just try to tell both stories. So, you know, if we, we try to just create some balance and who we feature so that we're not really heavy handed on either side. Um, and I think that the women who have found our podcast and website um, appreciate that as an important part of the resource that we're providing. Yeah, and let's tie into my next question, but around your podcasting experience. So I think we, we discussed this a little bit before the show, but um, as we know, the, the, the world is littered with a lot of great, great idea podcasts that went one or two episodes, or maybe even 20 episodes or whatever, and then abruptly ended, right? So in starting this, you had no prior podcasting experience or anything, right? Yeah. And it, so for those who are interested in they have some idea that's burning in their head and they want to explore it. I mean, and I can tell, I can tell you what we use, but what, what's your, what's your general setup? All right. How'd you start? Yeah. So how we started, um, so, you know, the, we started the website in 2017 and that was written interviews because I was also afraid I was like, people aren't going to want to talk to me. This is politics. People don't want their voice recorded saying anything. And so I was just, I was very, um, against the idea, to be honest. It's like people want to be able to see it and, and look at it, think about it. Um, and so we only did things written for, um, 
gosh, until 2020. So for years and we had a good response and everything was, was going well. And, um, my husband actually mentioned to me a few times, he was like, why don't you have a podcast? And I just, Oh, like, I don't, that's, no, <laughs> I don't even know how that works. And so, um, you know, I always, you know, admittedly kind of fought against it. And then, um, when, when we started, it was the beginning, you know, it, was, it wasn't really intended for 2020. Um, it was pre pandemic. I had started kind of lining up who was going to do a written interview for the year for kind of the first half of the year who I was going to go to. And the first podcast guest that we had was um, actually a photographer, a political photojournalist. Um, her name was Casey Chapman Ross. And you know, maybe less uh, guarded and, but, you know, than having like a capital staffer <laughs> sit down and talk to you. You know, she was like, I, I, can I just talk to you <laughs> instead of filling this out? And so we just ran with it. We're like, well, sure, you know, we'll figure out. And I was so, it was so funny because I didn't even want to call it a podcast. I would, I would joke with my friends. I'm like, well, calling it a podcast indicates responsibility to have additional episodes. And I don't know that I'm ready to commit to, as you know, episodes of a podcast. So I was like, we're going to call this an audio interview. And, you know, my friends gave me a hard time and they're like, just do it. But um, yeah. And so, and all it, you know, once, once you have a couple in place, you know, somebody else wants to do one and you, you know, it just, as, as you have probably experienced, you know, it becomes a little easier every time and you just, you get in your groove. Um, my setup, because I do not have um, any expertise and, and have resisted so much, I, you know, we still, we record with um, a studio called Permanent Record. Mm -hmm. Give them a little plug. Um, they uh, have been great to us. They, when, when everything shut down, they moved to a, a remote recording um, I think the Rouser um, podcast also used to record there. I don't know if they still do, but you know, they've, they've got a lot of political folks that kind of come in and out of there and um, they've just been great to work with. So for, as far as getting the files from them, we just set it up all through them and you pay, you know, you pay a little bit for that if you don't have the equipment. Um, but I kind of appreciate the hands-off approach that they're able to take. Um, Anyone who's listened to the Pink Granite podcast, or if you go listen to it, hopefully after listening to this interview, um, I don't host the podcast, which is also somewhat interesting. I just put it together. And um, so we always pair women with, we try to pair uh, whoever our guest is with someone else they know in politics. Because for us, I think people are reluctant to sometimes talk about it if they don't have a warm, good relationship with me or they don't know me at all, it could be difficult to kind of get them to talk about what they really do or just tell those fun stories. You know, we want the person that was with you in the Capitol at 2 a.m. that night that that crazy thing happened to be the one asking you about it or to laugh with you about it or pull that name out of the back of your head that you hadn't thought about. And so it just makes better conversations when we try to pair a woman with someone else that she knows to have that conversation. And so, um, you know, for me having that remote, uh, or having that professional setup with, um, the studio also just kind of, it at times almost leaves me out of it in the recording process. So if I, you know, trying to coordinate the schedules of, of two women to talk to each other, I don't have to be that third wheel that then they also have to coordinate with, you know, they can, we can just get it done at the studio. They don't have to come to me or anything like that. So, um, and then from there, um, 
just garage band on. <laughs> yeah, garage band. <laughs> garage band to yeah. edit it. I have used um, editors before who have been wonderful. When we started, I just, again, was just so skeptical of my own abilities, unfortunately, that I just was like, nope, I'm going to pay an editor too. So initially I was just throwing money at it, like personal money at it to just get, you know, somebody get me an episode together. And then as I became more comfortable with it and just kind of learned how it works, now I do the editing, which you can probably tell <laughs> the first episode. Because right, like I, one of the, maybe the biggest impediments to people starting a show or maybe any, you know, creative endeavor, right, is, oh, this, you know, I don't have this. I don't know how to edit. I don't know what, for me, it was I want to I wanted to have you know my intro music, my outro music, right? Yeah. I yeah. looked up I looked on sites. Okay, we're going to buy some. I was like, look, Garage. Then I, I stumbled upon because I never used GarageBand. It came with my MacBook. I never used that. I, I was looking at this yeah. and I realized, oh, you can make your own loops. And that started like I kid you not. Like I would you know I would on Friday nights if there was no event or something going on, I'd sit at the table and start making beats. <laughs> <laughs> you make, you know, little, yeah, I mean, you can make a full on, you have piano tracks, you have drums, snares, like what, you know, what kind of sound you want. You just make up, I mean, the one I've had on there, just me having on my show the last few years, I just made them up, right? A little, you know, whatever that sound, that thing is, you know what you want and put it on there. It's fun to make off one compositions. I haven't published those, but just <laughs> full, on, full on tracks. Get a hold of your laptop. I want to see what's on there. Oh, yeah, that might be my that might be my, 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 my third act. Uh, my third act <laughs> is getting into to ghost production, and then oh, AJ, you want a Grammy? Like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, just some of, some of her stuff. So no, you went well. When we need to, we just redid the. So we've we've been doing it as seasons for Pink Red. This is just because it keeps it clear in my head. Like, okay, twenty twenty was season one and twenty two, and so we changed the music a little bit, but. Uh, when when we're ready to change it again, I know who to come to for some, you know. No, well, you know, BG Media Group were opening up for portfolio services, and I did. I want to come back to. You. I like your your guest concept, your guest and host concept. Um, um, I'm juggling with getting bringing on a co-host for this. Uh, I do like I do like talking to folks, and I will say too, just the you know, on one hand, talking to total strangers and just as a lobbyist, right, is what we do anyway. Yeah. But I, I, I just having, um, being a host, so it's one thing to talk to someone, you're the, you know, you're, you know, we both know why, you both know why you're there, um, mm -hmm. politically and everything else. On the show, it's not just talking information, it's getting someone excited about it too, and getting them excited yeah. about what we're talking about. And that's, a, some guests are good about that, you know. Yeah. I mean, some people, it is what it is, but if they're not, there's almost a precursor to Zoom calls. You almost have to overemphasize to keep the energy going. Yeah. If they're just kind of flat because you know life, or just they're not, they don't have a you know a radio voice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Platform and just say, okay, well, great. Thank you for your time, Amy, and, yeah. and you know, and thank you, and so on. So, but it's been fun. I would encourage you to while you have a busy schedule, just try to be the host. And I mean, honestly, it's it's fun. Yeah, I think you know, I may I may try to move into a little more of it or joining some of the conversations a little a little more because you know I've been proven wrong. My resistance has has not uh, aged well. You know, I said I didn't want to. He's like, ah, I didn't want to do the podcast, and then here we are. You know, <laughs> now, I like to your how you broke it down a series. I think when people get started, I mean, it's like training for or training right for a race. It's just you you don't look at the whole marathon just mile by mile. Um, when I started, it was like, my goal was, okay, let me do 
I have, you know, this is fall or this is spring 20, 2018. Great. Okay. The goal is 10 episodes. Is it once a week? Is it wherever it is? And stick to that pattern of posting. Yeah. Um, and I think we also pre-record too. So even though I try to, I try to keep episodes as more or less contemporaneous to events if, if there's something going on. Sure. This, yeah. one, this one could be evergreen, right? But some yeah. of them like, okay, you know, something happened this week uh all right who do i know in that space because you want to for me it's tying in the conversation with the traffic and the chatter yeah that's more, no, that's more, that's more the producer hat right but like oh this is hot who do i know who i know um on that one um and you're obviously your topics are your show topics are, are generally evergreen yeah um, so i like kind of put my, my news hound my news hound hat on who can i get to comment on something um you also on your site is interesting too. You so y'all have a Patreon account. If you uh -huh. pre-COVID, y'all had events going on too. Yes. So yeah, we started out with with doing the interviews and putting them on the website, and then just started getting um, a lot of great positive feedback from uh, either the women that we were interviewing, or then on just social media, mostly through Instagram, just putting it all on Instagram and linking to these to these interviews that we started getting messages from women actually working at the Capitol saying we should do a happy hour, we should do this or that. And so it started, you know, we started trying to do um, like a monthly uh, networking happy hour. And then of course, you know, COVID readjusted for everyone. And so, you know, those are uh, not happening right now, but we also did some, you know, we are, we are not uh, a nonprofit right now. We're working on um, putting together some sort of a foundation for some, you know, maybe bigger, bigger things down the road, like a mentoring program and those types of things still centered on the same goal of like women working at the Capitol and kind of pairing them up as, um, as with the mentorship program. But, um, you know, because we're not a nonprofit, actually, we have, um, tried to connect to um, other nonprofits. Specifically, we've worked with Dress for Success, um, the Austin chapter of Dress for Success quite a bit. Uh, we sponsored their uh, Amplify, their Amplify Austin kickoff last year, which was, I think, the week that everything shut down um, for COVID. So that was kind of our last big hurrah. And it was great. We had a good turnout and um, met a lot of women that didn't know us, you know, so it's it's been a good way for us to connect women at the Capitol to Dress for Success's mission, but also for us to bring in um, perspectives and interest from from other women who were maybe there because they knew dress for success, but didn't know pink granite. So that has been um, nice. And we've, you know, we've had plans to do an annual um, kind of do a larger party each year where we would have speakers or authors, somebody come speak and, you know, just do a, a social event. We had planned that for September of 2020. So we've postponed it till September, 2021. So hopefully that will still happen. You know, we'll maybe be able, I know, right. I can say it out loud. Um, so, you know, we, we have tried to move into more of the in-person space because, um, we've been asked to do that, which is really fantastic. Um, we, you know, it's, it's really nice to, to get people together. And the thing that I love about it has been that, you know, I've been in those rooms when we have those happy hours and I have seen, you know, I see women that have worked for incredibly progressive organizations have conversations with, 
you know, women who work for very conservative organizations and they, you know, they're sitting there talking about, you know, telling stories about how they found the job they were in or some funny thing that, you know, happened in their job interview or who they had to chase down to, to find out that their place, you know, and it's, so it's, it's still, it's very organic and it doesn't have to always just focus on the issues um, that women can kind of build those relationships. And because in a lot of ways, we almost always, a lot of us end up going into something that's not tied to one party or the other. And so um, it's nice to, like I said, build those bridges early. Mm -hmm. I noticed you had a few guests who were on the contra or my, my colleagues on the contract lobby side. And typically on yeah. that, it's very, I mean, I think it's just a hard business to get into a sector or sector of the business to get into overall. And then the ones you have, you've had on there, Carrie Simmons, who's been a past guest of our show. And then Denise, uh, Davis is a close mentor. I mean, they're powerhouses. So you you, you have a great uh, guest guest uh, book there. Yeah, you know, I have only been turned down one time for an interview, and that was a statewide elected official. And um, in her defense, it was poorly to you know we we probably asked two days before the COVID shutdown, <laughs> and so we didn't we didn't get a hard no. We got a no, not right now, and so we're going to go back to her. But um, yeah, we we have had uh, great luck with the women who have been willing to come tell their stories. We still do offer written interviews. Um, so just for those that maybe aren't into the podcast format or don't have you know sometimes it's just timing or they you know for all I know some. You might have somebody else help them with the questions, but they're getting, you know, they're, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, we probably have a way um, for you to engage with Pink Granite. We've had um, women do uh, Instagram takeovers and takeover stories, especially in like campaign times or at conventions and those types of things. That's really fun when we just, you know, give the woman the Instagram password and let her run off with it and, you know, do all the posting. It's great. Um, so we, we're trying to get a little more dynamic in, in how we, we tell stories of, of, you know, everybody that we're talking with. Um, right now our podcast schedule is probably at about one a month. We need to be doing it more often. We're actually getting backlogged. That's the problem with me doing the editing. <laughs> That's the only problem with it is that I am not yeah, as fast. At least you're consistent, right? You're consistent. I, yeah, we are because we're trying to do it every month. And so we need to probably, uh, I think we're going to move uh, into every every two weeks is going to be the goal now. Because if anybody is listening to this and has recorded with us lately, you may be patiently, hopefully patiently waiting for your episode to air because we have quite a few um, really good ones that um, should be coming out soon. So we're excited about it. You're better than me. So I typically, barring a curse word or some major you know, flop of language, after we're doing this, we're recording on Zoom. This comes, this goes into auto MP, MP4. It's going into, I basically, I'll, I, not basically, I, I'll save as and create a new episode and I'll cut out the old episode, put in, put in this one line with the, uh, the outro and intro tracks and upload to SoundCloud. I'll, I'll, I'll hold sure. it. I'll, I mean, I, it's kind of one of those models of like, it's good, you know, it's, you know, this was NPR, obviously not, but for my purposes and it's clear, it's more just, you know, it's speed though too, you know, depending on the, on the episode, this one I put up there and I do that mainly just to, because if I don't do it right away, <laughs> then I'll backlog. Uh, yes. Yeah. I love it. Write the show notes then and there. And then it's off, you know, you don't have to remember, Hey, was that, you have to go back and re-listen re to it later on. Like that missing thing that was there, you know, was there a flub in there or a curse word? Like I remember exactly what it be said. Yeah. Break through my mind. I'm uploading it right now. And, and how is it? Cue it. Uh, you know, for February, we got to be done. 
Yeah, I love it. I need more podcast hacks. We were doing, um, I've, we've started loading up transcripts of the episodes and I started the first couple that I loaded up. I was, I was like the English teacher grading the transcript and I finally just had to let it go a little bit and say, you know, put the disclaimer at the top that the transcript is auto-generated because we have a service that does it and I, I skim it to make sure there's nothing really glaringly, but I've stopped trying to correct like every capitalization and everything in the transcript. Get the the I gotta let some of it go. <laughs> well, Amy, where can folks go to learn more about Pink Granite? So our website is uh, pinkgranite.org. And then we are also on all the social media channels and those are all um, at pinkgranitetx. I would say the most uh, active of those is definitely Instagram for social media. That's where most folks find us. All right. Well, Amy Whited is the founder of Pink Granite. Amy, thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank you so much.